podcasting from Dallas, Texas. I am Shireen, and this is the Yumlish Podcast. Yumlish is working to empower you to take charge of your health through diet and exercise and reduce the risk of chronic conditions like type 2 diabetes and heart disease. We hope to share a unique perspective and a culturally relevant approach to managing these chronic conditions with you each week. In today's episode, we speak with Dr. Nicole Bariolis about different diabetes-related skin conditions, such as acanthosis nigricans. Dr. Bariolis talks to us about signs and symptoms to recognize diabetes-related skin conditions manage the symptoms, and if these conditions are something that should get checked out by your doctor. Stay tuned. Dr. Nicole Bariolis is a clinical health psychologist and a certified diabetes care and education specialist in private practice in North Texas. She specializes in working with individuals living with chronic illness who want to optimize their quality of life. She also does speaking engagements to healthcare professionals and people living with chronic conditions and their families. Welcome, Dr. Bariolis. Thank you so much. Thank you, Yumblish, for having me today. Absolutely. Dr. Bariolis, can you share with us your personal experience of living with type 1 diabetes and how it has impacted your understanding and approach when discussing diabetes with your patients? Absolutely. So I was diagnosed when I was um, 12 years old. So I've been living with it more than I've not been living with it at this point. And I never dreamed that this would be shaping my career. But I really enjoy speaking with people living with diabetes. I think it really has helped me to be very realistic and not have these crazy expectations in living with diabetes. You know, I tell people living with diabetes all the time, I've got variations with my blood sugar just like you do. You know, I share my continuous glucose monitor with them. It doesn't matter if my blood sugar is 60 or if it's well over two or even 300, that this is real, this is diabetes. Even though I've been living with it for probably longer than the person in front of me has, it doesn't mean that my blood sugars are any better than than theirs. And so I think they really appreciate that very um, matter of fact, very real, way i you know take a very problem solving approach to living with diabetes and try to utilize skills that we talk about today and uh, translate that to new experiences because i have this you know motto that we don't want diabetes to be in the driver's seat we want to be in the driver's seat the person living with it and that is so that is, is so interesting because what you're saying is don't let that disease control your life, you are controlling what happens, right? And it's such an important element. Absolutely. It comes along for mm-hmm. the ride. Interesting. And then with that, Dr. Barrios, and really coming to now the topic for this podcast is really talking about uh, skin-related conditions for people with diabetes. So first tell us how common that is. People forget The skin is the largest organ in the human body, right? We very much take it for granted because we look at it every day and don't even think twice about our skin. Um, But, you know, we have to really remember parts of the skin that we don't see on a daily basis. The tops of our heads, the bottoms of, of our feet, our back in particular. We really need to take notice of our skin because it can 
cause more concerns than we ever realized. Even people without living with diabetes need to take note of their skin. And what are the causes associated with the skin-related conditions? Typically, it's when um, when, it's, when you're talking about living with diabetes and you've got these blood sugars that are kind of not exactly where you want them to be. Um, you've got just your when your blood sugars are not where they where you want them to be. You're not getting adequate nutrients usually to all parts of the body. You're not getting adequate blood flow to all parts of the body. Um, you may not be eating adequate nutrition, getting balanced plate method. So your, your, your body's not getting proper nutrition and not able to get good blood flow to fuel all parts of your body. So we can get what's called degradation to the skin, which just simply means breaking down. Right. Well, on tops of the head where the feet touch the ground, you're going to get a lot more breakdown. Skin is going to be drier because we don't always look at those parts of the skin. You can get sores that you may not even realize are there. Then they can become infected. They can get deeper and they can maybe even need surgical intervention if they're not um, caught in, you know, quick enough. Just because, you know, they're not being looked at because blood sugars are not in that narrow range that we talk about that are ideal. You know, trying to keep blood sugars in that, you know, that 80 to 180 range, 70% of the time and higher. And as a, as a certified diabetes specialist, what are the most common diabetes skin conditions that you see um, in your work with patients? So in people who wear uh, medical devices, so rather that be a continuous glucose monitor or an insulin pump, we often see like an eczema or some type of skin irritation where that adhesive hits the body, so underneath that tape. So basically eczema is an allergic reaction. So we see inflammation, we see swelling, we see itching. We sometimes even see little blisters that develop underneath that skin patch. So that's become very common in people who wear these devices. We see drying of the skin, like I mentioned earlier, just you know, at the elbows or on the knees in particular, on the feet. You know, you hear a lot of dermatologists talk about moisture, 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 moisture lotioning is your best friend. Keeping areas clean is your best friend. Sunscreen is your best friend, regardless of the type of skin that you have. Very fair skin very dark skin, it doesn't matter. Moisture, keeping skin lush is very important. Ulcers, so that's when the skin is really peeling away at a very deep level, okay? This is where you have to see a physician, where they have to really clean out that wound to try to prevent infections. Sometimes um, they'll go to what's called the hyperbaric chamber, where they go into a special room. It's a lot of oxygen in that room where they'll try to really um, heal that wound kind of from the inside out, get it oxygen rich so they heal that, so the skin starts to heal from the inside back out to try to prevent, you know, some type of amputation because that can become common, unfortunately, in people living with diabetes. It can start with that tiny ulcer that's just a pinpoint and just grow and grow and grow until it's, you know, quite large and then it can lead um, to an amputation. So we're trying to prevent that in people with diabetes, but that all starts with skincare, believe it or not. And even acne, who would have thought? There's some research out of Europe about five years ago that has found that people with diabetes have higher levels of acne. 
And it's believed that that's been associated with the food that they eat because more fast food, uh, foods with higher fat contents can lead to certain types of acne. That is so interesting. And, you know, next I want to get into a, a difference between if you find a difference in, in skin conditions for those living with type 1 diabetes versus type 2 diabetes. Not really. Um, you really don't see much of a difference per se. Um, it's just about keeping blood sugars in is that range I mentioned, that 80 to 180 as much as possible, limiting those excursions. Um, outside of that range, eating a balanced diet, you know, taking care of your body, doing skin checks, regardless of the type of diabetes is what's going to be the most important. And the basic thing is the, the hygiene around it, keeping the area clean. You mentioned, you know, specifically for the CGM, for instance, what would you tell someone who's trying to do better by their health by having something like that on their skin, um, but certainly is causing some irritation? What what would you say to someone like that? I've struggled with that myself. Um, so there's kind of tricks of the trade that are out there. There's a lot of people out there on Twitter and Instagram who, who share their tricks. There's allergy sprays. There's patches. There's other, um, there's, um, other adhesive kind of barrier wipes that you can use. Um, I personally, I take an over-the-counter allergy pill every day a generic allergy pill and that kind of, it doesn't prevent it completely, but it kind of keeps it at bay. I have found that certain parts of my body are more prone to kind of that itchiness than other parts of the body. So I try to minimize wear in that area that causes more allergy than the other parts of the body. But so many people out there talk about this in, in like their social media accounts as well. So there's plenty of tricks out there that people can do to try to make that better. Absolutely. That's interesting. Um, I do want to go into uh, one specific item, and I feel like I'm going to butcher it as I even mentioned it to you, but can you help us understand what acunthosis nigrucans is particularly? And help us understand, can you explain what this is and again, how it affects the skin specifically for, for someone with diabetes? So this is common in people. Well, number one, it can be genetic. Um, so it's really the thickening of the skin. It, they refer to it as velvety. So that area of the skin can be just very soft, almost like a baby butt, believe it or not. Very smooth. Um, darkening of the skin within the folds. So typically it, you can see it in the back of the neck. You can also see it in their groin. And there's often skin tags um, in that area. And you may be asking, well, what's a skin tag? It's that dark, um, like, piece of skin that's just kind of hanging. Some people may want to pull it off or burn it off with a lighter. I would not recommend that. You see a professional could get skin tags removed because it is pretty easy to do. But they'll just say that skin hangs, call a skin tag. But it can be a sign of insulin resistance, so a sign that your body's just not quite making enough insulin. It's a sign that it's very common in people who are overweight. It's common in people who are of darker, who have darker skin. Um, it can be a sign of some cancer, not very common, but it can be. Does it mean you have type two diabetes? No, but it can mean that there are more likely to develop diabetes. So it's definitely worth getting checked out. 
And some people ask, well, can I just get that, you know, some medicine to make that go away? There are some, there's some topical, you know, some creams that you can be given. Um, but it's definitely worth um, going to your provider and having them do some blood work because some medications that you take, steroids, some other medications can cause that thickening of the skin too. So it's definitely worth getting checked out because it can lead to learning other things about your body. Okay. So if you have this, don't, don't worry yourself and immediately think the worst. Go to your doctor, go to a provider and get the blood work done so that they can rule out um, some of the other concerning things. Yes. Get the blood work. Just, I, I think knowledge is power. You don't want to rush to assumptions. It can, it can run in your family. It can mean nothing. You see it in young children, believe it or not. You know what? I thought it's interesting. I have a background in public health as well. And there's a lot of uh, barbers who actually find this, right? Because they're back there cutting people's hair, right? And they notice this. So they pick this up on people and tell their clients, hey, you may want to see your doctor because I'm noticing some some skin changes, you know, back there. And they're, because you don't look at the back of your neck, right? No one does, or very rarely do you. Especially, you know, I've got long hair. I can't see back there. I'm not going to look, Right. So when you get your hair cut, it's really great. I think that's a great public health kind of prevention, po uh, population health, um, get everybody involved, have your partner, you know, your parents, whoever, everybody can look at each other's neck. I think that's a great, great thing to do. <laughs> which, which, you know, uh, really leads me to the next question, which is how can someone with diabetes tell if their skin condition is something that they need to be concerned about? Really the only way to know is to have that open conversation. A lot of times people go to their health care professional and they're maybe embarrassed, especially if they are a larger body size, right? Because every time they go to the doctor, they're just told, well, just lose weight, just lose weight. You just need to lose a few pounds or just don't eat bread or don't eat sweets or take a walk behind, you know, around the block. Well, people get tired of hearing that over and over and over. So people avoid going to see their healthcare professional. But I'm such an advocate for find a provider who works well with you, right? It's okay to fire your healthcare professional. There are others around more than likely. We've got telehealth. You may not be able to cross state lines and finding a telehealth provider that way, but you've got the whole state to find somebody that works better with you. You shouldn't have to not tell your healthcare professional something out of being ashamed or feel guilty. You want to have that open dialogue with that person because you're going to get the best care by having that open dialogue and being as honest with that person as possible. For myself, I'm never going to give up my diet soda. I don't care what they say. <laughs> you know, that's just something I'm not going to do personally. So why lie about it? <laughs> you know, it's just not worth it. And you've got to find somebody who you're comfortable with as well, who's going to work with you and truly, truly listen. That way you're going to get the best care. Um, which also takes me to sort of looking at skin conditions in people with who aren't diabetic. Um, can someone who can someone develop some of these skin, skin conditions, excuse me, that are associated with diabetes um, if they do not have diabetes? Absolutely, 100%. So that thickening of the skin, like I said, that could be caused by medications, 
by steroids, by birth control pills, or other medications that can just run in the family. Um, you can develop ulcers on the feet for other reasons. Um, of course, acne, you know, that's a bacteria. That's, um, that's also genetic. Um, there's different types of acne, so it's caused by different reasons. So absolutely, it just, I think the important thing is, is acne is an organ. Acne, or not, excuse me, skin is an organ. So your skin is important to take care of, care of just as is your teeth, just as your heart, your lungs, right? Your intestines, your stomach, your eyes. We can't forget our skin. I think it's been ingrained in us to wear sunscreen, right? It's in our plot of makeup. It's in other products that we use. We see commercials about it. We need to take it that next step, right? We need to be aware. We need to do checks. We need to look for moles that look suspicious, but we can't forget about the bottoms of our feet, the tops of our head. Moles can grow there. Skin issues can grow there. If you have trouble from a physical standpoint and looking in those areas, ask a loved one. Ask your healthcare professional. If you don't think they're doing a thorough job, find somebody that you trust who will do a thorough job because they are out there. See a podiatrist, see a dermatologist who've got specific training in this because it's not something that you want to ignore because this can lead to bigger, it can get out of hand, right? If, if, it, if, it, go, if it gets ignored. And it, particularly, can you point us to sort of maybe the top three or four things that could be concerning um, that you should go see a doctor for, especially if you're someone, again, with diabetes? Any type of uh, cut or sore that's not healing, anything that's kind of uneven. What I mean uneven is the sore, it, like um, the spot is odd shaped. Like one side of the sore is one shape and the other side is another shape, or it's got an odd color to it. That could be sign of another issue. Or if you've got a part of the body where you don't get a lot of feeling, you know, maybe you've got some neuropathy, that's an area that you probably should get looked at because if you're not getting a lot of feeling, that means you're not getting a lot of blood flow. You need good blood flow in order to, for something to heal, right? So maybe... Um, there's maybe a medication or some type of treatment method or some, especially like I mentioned, the hyperbaric chamber where you can try to help let blood flow to help that area heal. So you're looking at color, you're looking at shape, you're looking at pain, you're looking at time or something is growing. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. If it's got an odor to it, it's very important. If it's oozing, if it's got some discharge, that's definitely something you want to get looked at because it could be something of infection. You may need an antibiotic, a pill, or maybe actually a, um, some type of IV antibiotics because that infection could get into the blood. So you can see how this could get really serious really, really quickly just from a simple wound on the bottom of your foot that you've never even knew you had. Something I didn't mention, getting your toenails trimmed. Something people don't always think about. They think it's a pain or maybe they have issues reaching, but that's very important, right? Because if they can 
grow into the skin. They can cause wounds. They can get infected. I mean, think about where we put our feet. Some people walk outside with no shoes. Some cultures do that. When I was working in the South Pacific, they would walk everywhere without shoes on or very thick, thin, thin flip-flops. That's not good for foot health, especially if you live with diabetes because you could walk on rocks or nails or things could get stuck at the bottom of your foot. And if you don't have good feeling, could lead to a lot of infection. So having well-fitted shoes with good soles are very important. If you have any type of circulation issues or if you're living with diabetes and you can get properly fitted for all of these things. And some people say, well, that's, they're not cute. Well, you'd be amazed <laughs> how many well-fitted shoes there are these days that give you good support and good sole protection for the bottom of your feet. So you really wanna keep that in mind. You know, if you live in the South, not walking on the sidewalk because the sidewalk can get well over 100 degrees, you can seriously burn your feet, right? But if you don't have a lot of feeling, you may not know it. So these little things people don't always think about, but you can get third degree burns on the bottom of your feet just by walking out outside to go get your mail in the Southern United States in the summer. So just very important things. Yeah, we, all, we often just take it for granted. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things there is, you know, to to someone who doesn't have diabetes, you would think, oh, well, if I have a nail stuck in my foot, I would know. But pair that with something like neuropathy and you have no feeling at the bottom of your feet and now you've got this infection and you don't even know it's getting worse. So for context, it's not not everyone can feel that kind of pain or a scab or like a wound or something like that. Or what if you don't have diabetes, but if you have a lot of calluses on the bottom of your feet? you're not necessarily going to know, right? Because that callus usually doesn't have a lot of feeling to it. So it's, you know, it just, you just, it's good to get in that habit of checking your feet or someone to check your feet nightly when, with, you know, with bathing practices or, or changing for bed or things like that. It's really good to get in that habit every day. Absolutely. And, and, you know, to our listeners, if you are a caregiver for someone, you know, take that time to check the bottom of, of the feet there. Um, with that, my next question for you is, do you have any suggestions or recommendations for those with diabetes to prevent these diabetes-related skin conditions altogether? So it would be try to keep your blood sugars in that range, that narrow range, as much as you can. Maintain all your visits with your healthcare professionals. Uh, monitor your glucose values as you were, um, you know, in your treatment plan. Take your medications or your insulin or, you know, whatever your treatment plan is. You know, try to do that, you know, as, as consistently as possible. I know life gets in the way. You know, try to minimize stress as much as you can. Have positive social support in your life. You know, we're humans. Um, so we just, like I said, we do everything the best that we can and try to, I guess, like you said earlier, my goal with people is try to optimize quality of life despite living with chronic conditions. 
Absolutely love that. And on that note, Dr. Mariolas, thank you so very much for your time. Can you tell our listeners how can they connect with you and just learn more about your work? Yeah. So um, I have a, a Twitter feed. I try to post various, you know, articles I find interesting or things I see when I attend conferences. So that's at DRN Burialis. And I also have a website. It's drburialis.com. Lovely. And with that, thank you once again, Dr. Burialis. So um, for our listeners who are tuning in and listening to this episode, if you have experienced any diabetes related skin conditions, we would just love to hear from you about your journey how you were able to manage this particular condition, head over to our Facebook, head over to our Instagram at Yumlish, find us there, find this very podcast post and comment below to tell us again, how have you, have you experienced any diabetes related conditions and then how you were able to manage that particular condition? Let's get the conversation started over there. And with that, Dr. Bariolis, thank you so very much again for your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Yumlish podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media at Yumlish underscore on Instagram and Twitter and at Yumlish on Facebook and LinkedIn for tips about managing your diabetes and other chronic conditions and to chat and connect with us about your journey and perspective. You can also visit our website, yumlish.com for more recipes, advice, and to get involved with all of the exciting opportunities Yumlish has to offer. If you like this week's show, make sure to subscribe so you can hear more from us every time we post. Thank you again, and we'll see you next time. Remember, your health always comes first. Stay well.